Ho, 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 everybody. <laughs> Welcome. We are so excited to talk about, hmm, another Christmas horror movie. Is this really good? We are talking about a Christmas horror story movie from 2015 with the one and only Mr. William Shatner in there. So kind of exciting. So welcome today to Two Geeks and a Microphone. Welcome to the Two Geeks and a Microphone podcast, your one-stop shop for television, movie, video games, comic books, book reviews, and more. Now, without further ado, here's Stephen and Mike. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Two Geeks and a Microphone Show. I am your co-host, Mr. Stephen Boster, along with the one, the only, the most Christmassy, super duperness, Mr. Michael Shanks. Mike, say hey to everybody. Good morning to all you geeks out there in geekdom land. Are you like turning Irish or something? You kind of had this good morning. <laughs> Good morning, good morning, good morning to you. I used to sing this song to my boys to get them to wake up in the morning because it was, it, it's quite annoying. Yeah, and, yeah it is and, annoying. <laughs> and they were always like, Dad, stop. You know, I kind of, I would have threw something at you. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm sure they wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So, yeah, that's, it's, that's where that comes from a little bit. And so that's how I say it. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning to you. Good morning. I thought maybe you ate your lucky charms this morning or something. Ooh. You're magically delicious. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> well, hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. We are continuing our series on Christmas horror movies. And um, how did we come across this one? This one, the uh, this was a suggestion by the three geeky dads. At yes, yes, I remember we were. I know we were doing our two hundredth episode, and I remember them saying, "Oh, it was a good one," you know, kind of a thing. And and so that I I couldn't remember though if we had told them or they were just re and they were just reinforcing it, or if they gave us the idea. I was and a little worried that they were just setting us up for revenge for <laughs> werewolf Santa. For werewolves, into, they had every right to do so if that was the case. This is true. This is true. <laughs> I, I don't think they were setting us up, though. Um, but I'm not going to get too deep into it. it. It was a decent movie. It was it was decent. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into it. I, I'm, I'm excited about talking about it, actually. Nobody shot their eye out, though. I was a little disappointed with that. Right? I thought for sure that would happen. You know, Christmas I mean, story, a Christmas right, horror story. Christmas, Christmas horror story. You shoot your eye out, kid. Yeah. yeah, there were no Red Rider BB guns. That was why I did not score mine as high as I probably could have. No, there was no was Red there Rider leg lamps. You know, that would have been great in this, too. <laughs> I mean, you could have literally ripped off somebody's leg and made it into a lamp, you know? Oh, <laughs> come on. Let me write this stuff. You should. I'm telling you, it's pretty good. Oh, my goodness. Well, uh, with that being said, 
um, I do want to jump into the, our stories, but we got it. Our uh, we're going to hit. Uh, did you have any geeky news? I have no geeky news today. So no geeky news today. We'll we'll skip over the geeky news and we'll head right into the geek dark because I got something special for geek dark. Sweet. Go with the radar, sir. What's wrong with it? I've lost the bleeps. I've lost the sweeps, and I've lost the creeps. The what? The what? And the what? You know the bleeps. The sweeps and the creeps. (laughs) That's not all he's lost. The great Michael Winslow. (laughs) You know, he was on, uh, he was on love boat. Um, not too long or well, I mean, we, he was on a episode of love boat that we rewatched not too long ago. And Uh, I I gotcha. I didn't know that he was actually a part of the love boat cast, I guess in the later years, that must've been after I quit watching love boat. And I was like, Michael Winslow was part of the cast. (laughs) I didn't know that. And he was doing his, his sounds and everything. It was pretty funny. Um, He wasn't quite as, you know, good then as he is, you know, now, or for that matter, even in the late eighties, like in space balls, but Mm-hmm. You can see it developing. It was kind of neat. You know, I was like, oh, okay, this is where he's it? he was also Police Academy, right? Yeah, police Academy. He was good in Police Academy. I yeah. think recently, though, in the last couple of years, wasn't he on um, America's Got Talent? Yes, he was. Yes. Nice. He was He was actually a uh, uh, one of the contestants on America's, which blew my mind. I was like, really? You should be up there on the panel, not... <laughs> Not as a contestant, dude. Mm-hmm. You're a celebrity, man. You're already a celebrity. You don't need to be in there. But he was trying to reestablish his career at that point because uh, he had left Hollywood for a long time. And um, I, I think it was a family thing, wasn't it? Yeah, wasn't I, it family. I think his wife passed away, and mm. then yeah, and then he kind of left Hollywood. Was kind of you know depressed and so on and so forth. And then he wanted to get back into it, so. He went on America's Got Talent. So I think he should have been a host but or, you know, one of the judges. But, you yeah, know, whatever. Um, so anyway, for a uh, nice little departure there, <laughs> a little, oh, little it's all good. Track, a little sidetrack squirrel. Um, just just wanted to recognize the great Michael Winslow because I think absolutely. Absolutely. Anyway, uh, so for my geek dart today, I got something really special. So we've had on the show twice. Uh, um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Carissa Grant. Oh, I couldn't think of her name for yeah. a second there. Sorry. Sorry, Carissa. <laughs> I talked to her quite a bit on Facebook, too. Anyway, um, we had Carissa Grant, and she featured her comic, Worthy Comics or Worthy Chaos Redemption. And I didn't buy the single issues because I was holding out on her latest campaign, which was all of them bound together in a nice hardback edition. Beautiful. Oh, my gosh. Uh, She did a great. I like that cover. Oh, isn't that gorgeous? It's awesome. Now, check out the back. The back is really cool, too. (laughs) <laughs> and she's got a plushie of, of Anub- anubis anubis yes uh-huh yeah she has a plushie of him that was available in one of the tiers um but she just announced that she's going to make it available 
um, single. So you can actually purchase it from her singly. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, uh, it's a hardback book. Um, the pages, it's very nicely put together, uh, very nicely bound. Pages are really um, sturdy and vibrant colors. I mean, it, it is a gorgeous book. Let me see if I can find one of the covers because she got each cover to each of the single issues is in here too. Um, trying to find something. Oh, there we go. There we go. There we go. Yeah, that one's very vam- uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer ish looking. Uh huh. Yeah. So that's an example of the interior. Now, now for those who uh, may be watching this and not know the story behind that, um, well, wait, the- wait. I got, hold on, hold on. Along with it, along with it, I got two other things here. So I got a, Anubis and Hellhound Magnet. Nice. Yeah, it's really, really cool. I like that. And this is super cool. I got a gold Anubis coin. That was going to be hard to see. Yeah, it's, my green screen is not showing through the green screen. That's too bad because it's really super cool. Okay, sorry. I just had to show those two also. Yeah, no, I was just letting people know that just what the that the whole concept behind it is, it's really a what's the what's the term for it when it's kind of like a is it lit RPG? RPG? Something like that. Something. Yeah. Go back and watch her episodes. <laughs> right. She explains, it, she explains it on there. <laughs> yeah, and how they get to it. But it so it's really interesting. It's a great concept and and uh it was, she's fun to have on the show. We've had her what twice now. Yeah, we've had her twice. Yeah, yeah. I like Krista. She's 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 pretty fun, and she has a tendency to take over the episode too when she's on. <laughs> ah, yeah, we have fun with it. That's the whole point. Yeah, and stuff. Yeah, very cool. That's very cool. Art today. <clears throat> right on. Chris Grant's uh, "Worthy Chaos Redemption." Good, good book. Check it out. Cool. My my geek dar is primarily I have returned to the world of Oak Island. Um, I watched the show The Curse of Oak Island, and it's now back on History Channel. This is their good night tenth season and stuff, where they've been trying to find this treasure on this island in Nova Scotia. And it, it, no matter how you look at it, I mean, it's kind of like, oh gosh, find treasure already, will you? Kind of a thing. <laughs> Um, but you can't deny that they have found, you know, wood tunnels and things like that. I mean, a hundred feet down below the surface, they have found, uh, like a whole docking area underneath the water. This was like a couple of seasons, well, several seasons ago, um, in this bay, they think it's actually two islands that there's that were kind of put together. They have found roadways, cobblestone roadways. They have found coins that go back to, they have some Roman coins even wow. that they have found and stuff. So they're looking for this big treasure and they've done all these different kind of underground scans, you know, LIDAR, these little explosion things. They, they just got the results from one that took two years to do this type of scan 
Um, is this going to be like when Telly Savalas revealed what was in the Titanic? I think it was the Titanic that he had the big episode on years and years and years ago. And it was just kind of this bust. That was Geraldo Rivera with uh, the Al Capone's vaults. Well, yeah, there was that also. There was which is a big old bust too. Yeah, so yeah. they, you know, no matter how you spend it, there, there's a lot of interesting characters. Uh, we like this one guy who does the metal detecting, and he's always got fun phrases, and he's my favorite character of the whole show. Um, he, he's always said like pop pocket find, you know, something that he finds that's you know, I love it, and you know. It, it, when they found the Roman coin, he was like, it's Roman, baby, you know, kind of a thing. He's so funny. What is he, uh, Mike Myers? <laughs> I, I don't know, but he's he's quite animated. So so they're back for the season. And last season, they were able to build or rebuild a shaft um, going down. And they've got down to about 80 feet. And um, usually what happens is the weather moves in. And so they have to stop for the season and then they come back. And so now we're back. And so they're, they got permission now to they're cleaning out the shaft from the season. So all the water and everything, and they know there's gold somewhere down there. And which is really fascinating based upon doing water samples and stuff like that. So there's and gold. Then, and them dar here hills. That's right. And so it's just unique. They find all these unique things. Now they haven't found any real like a a depository of treasure yet, but you know it's there. But they have found connections to the Knights Templar. Oh, they wow. have they have found um I mean just all kinds of stuff. It's just been fascinating. So he chose poor it, Yeah, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, they're saying people have got all kinds of crazy rumors like it's it's they're going to find the Ark of the Covenant. They're going to find the Holy Grail. They're going to find all these treasures from the Knights Templar that they deposited kind of a thing. So it's really it, it is really interesting. We're back. And so I always watch the first five minutes, and the last five minutes. That's all I need. Well, if they if they find the Ark of the Covenant, I hope they watch Traders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> right. Agreed. <laughs> and for Agreed. that matter, if they find the 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 cup i i hope they watched indiana jones in the temple and uh, in the last crusade so yeah hey indiana jones and the dollar destiny's on uh disney plus now oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> it, it's okay it's it's okay it's not it's better than the last one um it's still definitely not my favorite uh I, raiders and and uh um Last Crusader, definitely the best Indiana Jones movies of all time. Yeah, I'm wearing my Indiana Jones hat. Actually, this one. Nice, nice. It, it's it's an okay movie. It's not it's not fabulous. It's not terrible though. That that was my thought. Right on. It, it wasn't. It wasn't really the way I would like to see Indy go out, and you know, I, I wished he would have had a better film to go out on, but. It was okay. It was okay. I'll just give it that. Gotcha. Right on. Okay. Are we set to go to? I... Oh, our main event. <laughs> Let's do it. It's time for the main event. 
Okay, everybody, I'm going to be open with you. I shot a chat, Facebook chat, to um, our friends at Three Geeky Dads, and I included Mike on it, and um, it was a Facebook chat. And I said, hey, thanks. I'm really enjoying this movie. And then and then I'm watching it, and I was like, <gasps> and I shot that chat as I was kind of watching it. And all of a sudden, there's this great big twist at the end of the film. And I was like, holy crap, you know, because I didn't see the twist coming. There's actually two twists, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. And Mike immediately goes, save it for the podcast. <laughs> As River Song from uh, Doctor Who would say, spoilers. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I need to get a sound clip of her saying that. I always love it. Oh, we should. What a great idea. Spoilers. Right on. She says it's so great. She has such a sultry voice. She's fantastic. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So we watched a a Christmas horror story. It was um, suggested to us by the three geeky dads. I believe Derek may have thrown that one out. I can't remember exactly who who suggested it um and luckily we found it on uh, uh tubi yeah tubi tubi so didn't have to pay any anything for it that's a huge plus in its favor i love it especially after the werewolf santa incident <laughs> it's called the incident now <laughs> oh i have to tell you something so i purchased that on itunes right and for the longest time you know i bring up itunes and it shows like your latest purchase and then it shows like what the latest hot movie is and and then some other things at the top you know some big thumbnails of it right yeah And so for the longest time i keep staring at at werewolf santa i'm like oh god go away go and you can't you can't like delete it you know it's it it won't you know it won't go away so i was like crap i got it so i recently went and seen uh godzilla minus one highly recommend highly recommend that um and a lot of people were saying it's by the same makers who made godzilla shin which came out in 2016 well i saw a real good deal for godzilla shin on apple on apple movies for 4.99 and i went ah I'll buy that, and then hopefully Werewolf Santa will go away, and and I'd build <laughs> Shin again, right? <laughs> so I buy it, and what happens? Godzilla Shin goes up there, and Werewolf Santa just moves over. I'm like, damn it! <laughs> <laughs> and then yesterday, yesterday I popped it on, and something else popped up in place of of Werewolf Santa, and I literally cheered. I'm like, it's gone. It's finally gone. <laughs> well, then Brenda and I watched something, and then when we went back to the main screen, all of a sudden it came back again. I went, no, <laughs> I can't get this thing to go away. Uh, it's your curse for. It is. I'm <laughs> Apple TV is laughing at me. That's what they're doing. They're like, oh, we're going to torture you. So, but it did finally go away again last night. Hopefully it's gone for good. You never know. <laughs> Although every time I bring up my catalog, I will still see it. Oh, gosh, that's funny. That's funny. All right. Well, um, the curse let me... of the werewolf. <laughs> right. Or the, the curse of what did we call him? The the great Grinch. 
Right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, here is, here is the, uh, the, uh, Wikipedia, uh, thing is the a christmas horror story is a 2015 canadian anthology horror film directed by grant harvey stephen hoban and brett sullivan it premiered july 20th 2015 at the fantasia international film festival and had a limited theatrical release on october 2nd 2015 along with the video on demand release um the film is a series of interwoven stories tied together by a framework story featuring william shatner as a radio dj wasn't he called dangerous Dangerous Dan. Dangerous Dan. I love Dangerous Dan. <laughs> I really enjoy Dangerous Dan too, just saying. Oh, oh yeah. Plot Dangerous Dan is an alcoholic radio DJ stuck pulling a long shift at the Bailey Downs radio station during Christmas. During his broadcast, he keeps receiving notices of a disturbance at the local mall, telling his listeners to stay away. Dan keeps playing this music while a series of four stories are witnessed. And so there's, there's, uh, there's the four stories. Um, one is one story is where these kids break into the school. Yes. Um, another story is there's a family going for a Christmas tree, family going for the Christmas tree. That's a better way to say that one. Yes. Agreed. And then, um, then there was the family visiting their rich relative, rich aunt. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then it's, uh, then there's Santa and his elves are turning into zombie. <laughs> Honestly, I want a full movie of that. You know, I have to admit that the, the concept between all of these was really good. So, but once it begins to go through the stories, like the first, the first 45 minutes is really setting everything up the different characters and all that. I mean, not much it really goes happens back and forth between the stories. It's not like, it's not like twilight zone style where, you know, if you watch the twilight zone movie, it, it's set up just like twilight zone is. And you, you get the introduction to the story, you get the story and then you get the introduction to the second story and so on and so forth. With this one, you kind of flip, back and forth between the different mm-hmm. stories that are going on um it wasn't a bad concept i liked it uh sometimes i mean and and the stories were different enough that you don't get confused you know because if they, they would have been more similar they were I, unique enough yeah good yeah. call yeah agreed because i could see this being a really confusing movie had they been very similar stories but since each story was like you said very unique um, mm-hmm. it was easy to determine. Oh, okay, I'm in this story now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They seem to start becoming more similar, or there are certain elements of it that were bringing them all together as it continued. Right. Um, there's a, and, and as I said, there's a twist. I thought I had it figured out, kind of a twist. I'm like, oh no. And then I was like, oh wait, that's not the twist. And then this crazy twist at the end, I was like, <gasps> Oh, I'm really looking forward to hearing what your your idea of the twist was. Um, the first one, I, I kind of thought I had an idea, but yeah, it kind of went out the window. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I wonder if they're similar because we have yeah. we have not discussed this like nope. usual. We we try not to. Although Stephen tried to give away the the plot twist to me, 
Oops. Dude, dude, save it for the podcast. <laughs> right. That was so funny. <laughs> yep. So, um, so in general, it's this where you have this story, and within these, within the story is it's all around Bailey Downs, uh, and you you realize all the stories. This is not really a um. This isn't a spoiler. I'm trying to stay spoiler out of the spoilerific territory here, but the the they're all connected somehow, some way around Bailey Downs, this area, Bailey Downs. And even the box or the, the, when you look at, like, I think I rented it off of Voodoo. They say, you know, it's the town of Bailey Downs. And so you don't realize how connected they really are until you really get to the end. And, and I thought it was really, it was pretty good. So, so the question is, uh, what do we use for our scale? Yeah, I was trying to think of um, what we could use for that. Uh, uh, I, I would like to say Krampus statues. Okay, yeah, that's a good one. I was either going to say that or uh, uh, Santa used a axe at one point. But yeah, I like Krampus sta- statues. That's cool. All right. Okay, Krampus statues. We're going with Krampus I'm statues. I'm getting into the Krampus character a lot more. Now that we watched right. the Krampus movie and uh, he, he was a big part of this too. He was, it was that in, in one of the stories, the stories where you have the wealthy family or the, the family scene, the wealthy relative, wealthy aunt. Um, she had a, a Krampus statue that the, the little boy, the little grandson with a little attitude dropped and broke and, and kind of a thing and stuff. I'm like, Oh, he's dead. <laughs> you know, that's one of those things where you're like, oh, bratty kid, oh, he's dead. <laughs> yeah, that whole family is kind of messed up. <laughs> right? You, just when you think you're like, oh, my goodness. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into each of the stories, everybody. We're, we're right. trying to we're give them an overview. So I actually enjoyed this movie. Um, not like enjoyed like, oh, my goodness, I got to watch this again every year kind of a thing. Nah. Yeah, it's. It's no. definitely not a. Uh, uh, it's a it's a one and done thing because right it doesn't watch, make the rotation, but it's good enough to watch once. Right, it is. It, some people may want to watch it twice once you learn kind of the whole story all at once, and then go back and watch again because it is really hard to follow. The first forty five minutes were hard to follow when it was setting everything up, kind of a thing, and like where where are we kind of going with this because. Uh, you're not for sure how the stories are going. And, and I thought it was going to be dangerous, Dan, telling all these Christmas, weird Christmas stories, but obviously not. Um, but my favorite part, so I'm just going to say this, my favorite part, non-spoilery, was William Shatner, by far. Oh, oh yeah, I agree. I agree. William Shatner makes this movie. Without William Shatner, this movie is not that great. Yeah. He is fantastic in this. I, I love... I love him and his he's perfect as a radio DJ too. Right. Yeah. And this was, I have to say this, this was the first role of William Shatner that he was not William Shatnery. This it, is true. He, he would, I was really paying attention to going, Oh my goodness. It's not the, well, Hey listeners, welcome to dangerous Dan show. You know, it wasn't anything like that. I mean, he was just rolling off the tongue, 
quick sentences or, you know, I mean, and then his pauses or looking over at his wife or, you know, it was like, why is it, you know, and then he's sitting there drinking, you know, and I mean, it's just, I think he's oh drinking my JB. God. I think that's what he was drinking. I'm, I'm you not, think so? Yeah, I think it was JB. I wondered, but oh my gosh, it was so good. I could only imagine. Like they get William Shatner to do the role. I mean, really, all he had to do, they probably did everything in one day, probably within oh, one sure. hour, because he was just hysterical. Oh, I mean, it was just. Well, it, I doubt it was one hour because, you know, William Shatner, he's probably cracking up and making all kinds of jokes and, you know, doing all kinds. I'll bet you there was a lot of fun outtakes for this film. I would love to see the William Shatner outtakes for this. It'd yeah. Be fantastic. But he is great as a radio dj i don't think they could have got anyone better to play this part he was fantastic mm -hmm. definitely really the was best part of the film yeah and it was always it was always a treat when we went from between the stories back to dangerous dan yes and um i would say was... the next highlight is santa claus i really like santa claus a lot in this i thought he looked yes. good and he was he was just, I don't know. He was this cool Santa. I, I really liked him. Yeah. It was, it was really interesting The you know, the compassion that Santa had, but when it came time to taking care of business, Santa took care of oh, business. He, he sure did. He sure did. And Santa would fit in awesomely in, in uh, uh, a walking dead. He, he would be, Oh my gosh, he he'd be a better leader in Walking Dead than Rick would. Hands <laughs> down, hands down. Oh man, now I want a Walking Dead with Santa Claus. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I give it a good solid seven out of ten. Okay, uh, seven uh -oh. out of ten Krampus statues. I will give it six and a half. Okay. Six and a half uh, Krampus statues. Um, again, highlights is definitely William Shatner. Fantastic. Loved him. Mm -hmm. um, Santa Claus was the next best thing in this movie. Uh, um, yeah, I would agree with you. Yes. Number th three is Krampus. I really like Krampus. Um, and then as the far Krampus as Krampus in this one. Yes. 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 I, I enjoyed the Krampus in this one. I thought he was great. And I wanted more of Santa versus Krampus. I was left going, oh, crap. I want that movie. Uh, well, spoilers. <laughs> yeah. No, that's well, that's all right. No, no, no there's Krampus. And the, the big battle at the end is Krampus versus Santa. Um, so it was, yeah. But I, I, I would concur. I would concur. I did like this version of Krampus. Sorry. sorry about that. That's okay. I did I was, enjoy. I was trying to get version. something ready for us. <laughs> oh, okay, gotcha. So, All right. So then, um, yeah, I did like this version of Krampus. It was kind of like a abominable snowman Krampus, for lack of a better term. Yeah, uh, and I liked him. Maybe the look. I don't know the the look of the Krampus we watched uh, a couple weeks ago. His look might have been slightly better. But I don't know. I, I just like this Krampus a lot. The, the, I thought he was really good. Mm -hmm. and yeah. And, and I like the whole aspect of Santa Claus versus Krampus. That that's mm -hmm. that is a great idea. Mm -hmm. 
excellent idea. So, yep, yep. Mike, spoiler alert warning is broken. <laughs> That's Theron. I hate Theron. <laughs> no, it's just me not not uh being ready that's all <clears throat> all right well hey everybody i really want to talk about these different stories in a little more detail because it's important to know what they are in order to really talk about the ending and um so we are going to head into spoilerific territory so just want to give everybody a heads up we are da -da 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 -da, spoiler alert so if you have spoiler. not <laughs> that was quick. You got it. <laughs> that was River Song with her <sighs> sultry spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love it. Oh, gosh. That's funny. All right. So we are in spoilerific territory, folks. If you have not watched this film and you don't want to be uh, um, spoiled on it, Please uh, stop the video. As our friend Zig from Nerdy and Murder would say, we'll wait. One, two, three, four. Okay. <laughs> All right. Dun, 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 dun. Okay. Well, um, so I'm going to, I'm going off the Wikipedia page because I thought, oh, there's a nice general thing and I don't want to miss anything. So the first story is we have Dylan, Ben, and Molly Simon who have decided to break into their school, which used to be a convent to investigate the murders of two students, one whom was Dan's grandson, um, which is we we didn't get that until later and I didn't pick that up until later. Yeah. I don't think I did either. <laughs> um, so every one of these stories you don't get until really the last 15 minutes, the connections between them all. Um, uh, because one of the things by the time we got to the end, remember when um, danger Stan was like, what is it with Bailey Downs and Christmas? You know, all the, you know, we always have these things happen. And, and um, so, uh, so the, the two students happened a year earlier. Um, it's the, when they died. So if I remember right, yes, it was a year before it was the Christmas before um, their friend Caprice was supposed to go, but instead she has to go with her parents out of town. The three of them end up getting locked in the basement. Molly becomes possessed after witnessing a bloody ghost and tries to seduce Dylan. When he refuses her, Molly kills him. Possessed Molly, I would say. Molly successfully seduces Ben, and after the act is finished, the ghost leaves Molly's body. Upon waking, Molly reveals that the ghost is actually a pregnant teenager named Grace who died when the school was a convent after the nuns gave her a gruesome abortion. The ghost is only interested in having someone give birth to her child, and if they refuse, they are murdered, explaining last year's deaths. Despite having successfully gotten Molly pregnant, the ghost sees Ben holding a weapon, which is viewed as a threat, and the ghost kills them. The ghost then unlocks the door and allows Molly to leave. That's yeah, a good summary. Yeah, except I don't quite understand the whole premise of that one. Because Okay, so it says that she kills anyone who refuses to have the baby or whatever. And to me, it was like, well, I mean, he didn't refuse. He was just like, what? What the hell's going on here? Yeah, I, I think it was anyone who's viewed as a threat is how I would say. I guess, but I didn't even think he was a threat, you know? Right. 
I don't know. Right. It just goes to show everybody, just like in the movie Scream, that the virgins always win, but or they always survive. But if they don't, if they don't keep their virginity, they get killed. Oh, Let so that, that be a lesson to all you teenagers out there. That's why, because I think he lost his virginity right there. That's so. that was my thought. To be open with you, that's what my thought. I thought I was like, ah, <laughs> not to be uh, crude or anything, but <clears throat> anyway, because we do have some families that watch this, <laughs> right? Right. Of course, this is not exactly the movie. most. Yeah, this isn't the most friendly family. Family friendly. It is not. It is not by any means. Okay. In so fact, so- Brenda watched a couple minutes and she went, "I'm out. I'm done. I quit." <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, she was. She wasn't going to watch this. Brenda's not a horror fan. Right. Yeah. Dad gum three geeky dads got me into horror movies now. Um we've watched a bunch over the last month and a half. We have, by golly. Okay, so second story was Scott Peters is a police officer who worked the murder case of the two students the year before. Oh, I but didn't realize that. Oh wow. He, on the if you remember when he was having when he was drinking after he yelled at the the boy. boy. When he was drinking, he had the case file right there on the table because he was reviewing the case file again. Oh, okay. Okay. And I was like, oh, there's the connection. Okay. He's one of the investigating officers. Yeah, I'm, I'm completely missed that. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I knew he was uh, a police officer, but I didn't realize the connection with the. Right. Are you sure you didn't do any Steven Skips in this? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I might have been checking Two Geeks Facebook at the time. I uh, gotcha, gotcha. So on Christmas Eve, much to his wife's reluctance, Scott continues his family, convinces, excuse me, his family go into the woods owned by Big Earl. I didn't know that was his name, to chop down a Christmas tree for their house during the trip. Big Earl. Yep. Scott's son Will wanders off and gets lost. He and his wife Kim manage to find Will. Inside of a tree and are overjoyed to find him. This joy is short-lived after Will begins to act strangely, culminating in Big Earl contacting the family to warn them that Will is actually a changeling. After the changeling kills Scott, Kim brings the changeling to Big Earl, who states that he's unable to help her find her son because it is up to the changelings. This ultimately ends with Kim shooting Big Earl, who is containing the changelings in the grove. Finally free, the changeling returns to his home and frees Will. Now... I like this story. I thought this was a cool story. Um, it was creepy yeah. when she shut the window and the reflection of the window showed that it was a changeling and not her son. Oh yeah. Well, it was creepy when he was crawling up her bed and she was asleep. That was just weird, man. Uh, yeah. Oh like, crap. I, I mean, you knew it was him and everything, yeah. but it was just like, Oh my goodness. Yeah. This kid. And again, this is Bailey Downs. Now, once they the the dad was like, uh, well, I guess he was a stepdad, really. The officer, when he was like, "Oh, let's cross this," it says no trespassing, and she's like, "No, let's don't go," you know, blah 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 blah. Yeah, you know, she's like, like, "You're a police officer, right?" And I'm thinking, "Oh, he's dead." <laughs> you know, it's like all, you know, people who do, you know, is like, I don't know. But then when the boy disappeared and then came back, it was like, uh oh, that's probably not her son. It's like, it was creepy. It was real creepy. Uh, and then um, this felt a lot like a Twilight Zone or Tales from the Dark Side. 
Really yes, were. this one was this this story was yeah, but the connection Actually, this was probably felt more like Twilight Zone or Tales than any of the stories did, which I love Twilight Zone and uh, or, let me let me precipitate that I love original Twilight Zone and mm-hmm. I love Tales from the Dark Side, both fantastic. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's probably why I enjoyed this because it reminded me of those two two shows. The um, the third story is Caprice and her younger brother Duncan are traveling with their parents, Taylor and Diane, to visit their elderly aunt, Etta. During their visit, Etta tells them about the mythological creature Krampus, which frightens Caprice, especially after Duncan purposely destroys a Krampus figure in an attempt to initiate Etta's caretaker, Gerhardt. He looked familiar, by the way. I, I couldn't remember. I didn't think he, I didn't get that he purposely i i thought he just oh he purposely did it you think he did oh yeah it's plain as yeah he was just like oops you know kind of a thing i see i I just i don't know i just took it that he accidentally broke it but he just didn't have any kind of remorse at all it's like yeah whatever it's a stupid statue who cares you know yeah he purposely did it and i think that's what set off gerhardt um their parents decide to take the children home at Etta's insistence, but on the way they get to a car accident, forcing them to walk aware that they were being hunted by Krampus because they acted badly. The family members take refuge in a church where they attempt to confess their sins and believe that Krampus will leave them if they do so. However, they are picked off one by one until only Caprice remains. Caprice manages to flee to Aunt Etta's house. She is successful in killing Krampus, who transforms into Gerhardt. I loved it because she was the whole fire and stuff. And I was like, and then when the Krampus de-transformed back into Gerhardt, I was like, ooh, what an interesting twist. It's not the twist I thought I I was talking about, but I enjoyed it. Um, it's revealed he transformed into Krampus due to his anger over the family's actions and that Etta was fully aware that this would happen. So knowing that, because then it wasn't, then you find out it wasn't the figurine that breaking the figurine. Cause I thought, Ooh, the spirit of Krampus came out, you know, he was free. He was imprisoned in the, the well, ceramic Krampus. Kid thought too. Right. I was right there with him and that that was not it. It was the whole concept of, she, how did she put it? It was like a spirit. It is still a Christmas spirit, but it's like it's the spirit that invades us when we inhabit that anger and rage and and stuff. And like, oh, that's pretty cool. Uh, Furious Caprice's anger causes her to transform into Krampus, and she attacks Etta. And I was like, that was cool. Now, the, I, I'm going to come. The reason I wanted to talk about that one specifically is the first two stories was how they were connected to the murders right they're connected to dangerous dan um well and then she's connected to them because she's friends with the the ones that break into the school you know and in fact she even gives them the car keys for the car and everything right right so so that's the connection there the only one that's not really connected is the santa claus story but then we we find out the connection at the end Yes. So let's let's talk about the fourth story without giving the ending away just yet. While preparing for busy Christmas, Santa Claus discovers that all his elves and his wife have turned into zombies. Uh, oh, shoot. There went one right there. Oh, After- and they gave they gave Mrs. Claus a name, too. Uh, what was her name? Um, 
Because I, I remember that because last year I watched the Santa Clauses on Disney Plus with Tim Allen, and they talked about how Mrs. Claus never really has a name. And in this, they actually named her. I was pretty impressed with that. I was like, oh, wow. Of course, I forgot her name, but <laughs> I forgot her name too. I like, dang, I said, Mrs. Santa looks young and hot compared to compared to old Santa Claus. You I, lucky devil. <laughs> yeah, but Santa was pretty awesome. I mean, come on. Right. Yeah. So the this part I, I'm I'm gonna hold off because I gave away one of the twists for me personally, but the um I enjoyed the whole Santa versus the elves. And this is where they tied in Krampus. Right. They said they were, cha- oh, he was like, Krampus is back. You had this, the way they inferred it was Krampus is back. And because of that, Krampus was, you know, there was a, a sickness or, you know, infecting the elves. Right. Now, the first elf to go down was, was great. Oh, the elves were awesome in this they were they foul mouth foul mouth violent <laughs> bloody gory oh, they were, were it was they were fantastic I when the first it. one goes when the first one goes he's sitting there going he's all grumpy and like why are you so grumpy and i'm like ah my brain went to grumpy elf you know snow white seven you know grumpy elf <laughs> but then when he started i mean just laying out some full fledged weighty colorful metaphors yeah this is like your father's uh not your father's uh what what rankin and bass elves christmas special there you go there you go (laughs) i was like definitely not (laughs) and then when he cuts his hand i you know he he like splits his hand you know it's it's like oh cut and angled because you know it identifies him again later on um and then the other elves got blood splatter all over his face and he's like almost not even phased by it yeah oh and so then santa gets out his christmas staff that ends up being like this deadly weapon with it like an accent (laughs) you know it kind of made me think of it um in uh one of my favorite all-time favorites uh christmas movies which i do watch every year uh, which is on the rotation is scrooge with bill murray Mm. and and you know bill murray is the executive of not nbc i forget c cb i don't know what they change the letters and stuff but Mm -hmm. he's the executive of the of the television company right he's the ceo of the television company and they have these mock commercials for different Christmas specials that they're going to be running. And one of them is uh, um, the $6 million man basically saves Santa Claus and the elves at the North Pole. And the name of the epi- uh, the movie is called The Night the Reindeer Died. And all I could think of was that when I saw this. I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is almost the night the reindeer died. <laughs> right. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> All we need is a six million dollar man to show up and help help Santa fight. <laughs> yeah. Well, the so the time within the stories that I really enjoyed was and this was the first twist for me, or I assumed it was the twist. This is what I thought the twist really was, was the by the time we figure out Caprice turns into 
Krampus. I thought, right. oh, it's the whole Christmas spirit. I'm like, oh, oh no, Santa's wife turned into Krampus, and unbeknownst to her, she she did the elves. That's what oh, I thought. See, I didn't even was. think of that. That would have been a good twist, though. It and and about the time I was thinking that was when he was when it was real that she had changed, you know, into right. she got zombified. I'm like, oh dang. Then I'm thinking, well, who's Krampus? If Krampus is a spirit of someone who got grumpy or angry or selfish or whatever, I thought, well, well, I wonder what happened, you know, kind of a thing. But see, I thought it was, I totally thought it was Mrs. Claus. See, Krampus was just Krampus in this. There was no, I, at least I didn't take it that he was the spirit of anyone in this. See, I thought that's where the story was headed though. But okay. since we got Caprice, cause I'm like, well, obviously it's not Caprice, you know, all, right. you know again, cause it's all happening. You, you, it, the way they interwove the stories makes you, everything's happening in real time. Right. And it is, it, it right. is all happening in real time or, or all together at the same time. But and, even by the ants, you know, uh, theory on Krampus is the spirit that overtakes you. Anybody could, actually turn yes out. yes and so then it wouldn't have had to been caprice right so right. then interwoven is dangerous dan and it was just gosh william shatner did such a nice job and he he's getting drunker by this time too he's getting drunker and drunker <laughs> then but then you realize those connections that he had and he had the letter from so uh caprice and duncan you know they had sent him a christmas card That's did you right. see that yeah okay they sent a christmas card and so that was their thing i, I was like well, so was dan married to aunt edna no she's just aunt edna or something like that but anyway so no i don't think dan was they're all relative somehow kind of a thing is how i saw that possibly um but dan, it was so funny it's a town full of blue bloods <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> it's a small town. Um, oh, God, those small towns work. <laughs> right. So it was it was interesting because even in there, he's through the whole thing. He's all of a sudden you're like, everybody don't go to the mall. You know, <laughs> we don't know what's happening to the mall. You know, he's got their, I guess was his weatherman. His weatherman was going to go down and do the food drive. Right. Um, at the mall. And, and he, he didn't started like off this. this he didn't. He said F Christmas. And I thought right. later on, I was thinking, oh, I wonder if that's what's going on. Maybe he turned into Krampus at the mall. That's where my brain went. That's where well, I and that was an important part because Dan is talking to him and Dan's trying to get him onto the mic and he won't do it. He won't then, do it. And finally, he writes a note that says F Christmas and he puts it up on the to the window of the booth so Dan can see it. Mm -hmm. You know, and Dan's just like, that's not very nice. <laughs> right. And that's where he started drinking. And then, um, and then, no, we, he was drinking from, from the moment he started. Well, that's true. He was, and it was great. Cause he made a joke about throwing something in the fire and he's like, Oh no, no, no. Don't throw that in the fire. You know, the alcohol is like, no, let's not waste that kind of thing. Um, he just helped tie this movie together. William Shatner did. He really did. It was well done. It was the nice, that's the detail that, really made this an enjoyable watch well um, you know william shatner is a good storyteller to begin with you know um yeah say what you will about his acting abilities you know 
Um, cause we all make fun of William Shatner, but he is a fantastic storyteller and stuff. I, I've heard him in several interviews and, and every time he tells stories, you know, about his life and everything, it's just, it's, it's very, uh, um, he, he he's very captivating. So to have him in this role is just, I, I could not speak any higher for him in this, this, this film. He's just, he's the best. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's just mm-hmm. incredible. I loved it. Yep. So it so as we continue through and Santa is doing all this fighting and I mean just all the stuff he's doing to these elves. Gosh. It it comes to a point where he's like, oh, it's the big battle between Krampus and Santa. And I was like, oh, this is gonna be epic. Uh, Santa don't play. <laughs> right? That's all there is to it. Santa don't play. Yeah. Santa just got finished having to kill his wife. And it was so the actor who did that was so good. I love this guy. He's awesome. He was. I mean, he just sat there and was just like, he he was like, Oh no. I mean, you felt his ache that she had gotten infected too. And then having, then you hear the crack of the neck, you know, kind of a thing to, you know, it was like, oh, it was a mercy killing. You know, it wasn't like killing all the else, which was just like he was just going at it. However, he had to take them out. But well, the I mean, there was killing. a few of the elves. He was like, oh, man, I got to kill you. You know, and, yeah, but I know it's not I, you. You know, right. he would say that kind of stuff. Yeah, I, I that's why I say he would have been perfect in The Walking Dead, because, you know, there are some of the some of the uh scenes in the walking dead where they they are really over the top about having to kill somebody and it's like he has just enough of that little bit of mourning to to show you yes he cares but he knows he's got to do what's got to be done because <laughs> he's santa claus man <laughs> yep this is a cool santa claus he, he's just freaking cool um greg Booza was the actor that played him okay well he did good it, oh, it was fantastic job. Yeah, it was good. Um, so yeah, the zombie. I'm like, oh my goodness, this is Christmas Eve. What's going to happen? You know, how is he going to get the toys out? You know that. You know that's where your brain goes. But then you're like, oh my goodness, this is creative. Santa's really going to town with his special Santa North Pole staff. Came. I think this was the axe. night Christmas didn't come. <laughs> <laughs> right? The night the reindeers died. There you go. The it's night the, the night the elves died. died. Holy moly. So and Santa went, screw this. I ain't going out tonight. <laughs> right. So then there's the big battle with Krampus, and he's like, I knew Santa's like, I knew it was you. you like, yes. Let's do this. I'm like, oh, it's gonna be WW SmackDown. You know, kind and I of mean, thing. at that point, you know, we just watched Santa take out all the elves. Or well, I guess I am assuming all the elves. So we, we take we watch him take all them out, and you don't really think of Santa as the big badass. But at this point, it's like, yeah, all right, I want to see this. And Krampus, yeah. Krampus is built. I mean, he's tough looking. I thought, man, what wrestler did they get to play Krampus? <laughs> I really did. Uh, I, I was like, Krampus what? is played by Rob Archer. Okay. Um, 
let's see let's see rob archer they didn't throw away the mold when it came to rob archer he broke it <laughs> at six foot seven and 285 pounds of solid etched muscle that's oh, for he sure was. holy cow right archer moves like a comic book superhero come to life great description too right. as an actor he moves smoothly between playing the reoccurring role of bio man on Defiance seasons one, two, and three, and the recurring role of Bruce on Lost Girls seasons three, four, and five. I've never watched either of those. Mm -hmm. um, uh, episodes four different characters on Warehouse 13. Oh, wow. I watched Warehouse 13. Guest starred as Brian on, on 13, the series, Vernon Hicks in The Samaritan, and Buzz on Bulletproof. So. Oh samaritan we we did a review on that oh yeah yeah okay cool yeah the sylvester oh, stallone one yeah so he he again i i think the top three things about this movie top best things was william shatner santa claus and krampus so yep yep so so let me all right so here we go with the big twist everybody we're ready we're gonna here, here, here's where it comes. So I'm going to read what it says in Wikipedia. We're just continuing that. Okay. So, uh, so while preparing for Christmas, Santa Claus discovers that all of his elves and his wife have turned into zombies after one of the infected elves dies following a fit of rage. He manages to kill them all, but then is forced to fight against Krampus. However, right when he's about to kill Krampus, okay, uh -huh. it's revealed that Santa is actually a mall Santa named Norman, the weather forecaster on Dangerous Dan's radio show, who had a psychotic break while working overtime that caused him to see regular mall goers, uh, and I'd say in workers, as zombies during the Christmas food drive. The police arrive and manage to gun him down just as he goes to kill Krampus, revealed to be the mall's manager, Mr. Taylor. Right. <laughs> yeah. And this yeah. is the disturbance that Danger Stan has been referencing through the whole thing. Right. And what was what was gut wrenching from a horror movie perspective was the fact that it was playing out some of it showed like flashbacks of some of the instances of Santa Claus killing the elves or things that happened to him. There were actually things happening at the mall. Yeah. You, you saw know, it in the oh. POV of Norman doing it. And then, and they would flash to the scene that you would see in the Santa Claus episode. And, and you would see, Oh crap. He's actually just killing some normal mall. Houston. Yeah. You're like, Oh my God. Shit. And when he when he's going to kill Krampus, Krampus, like you said, that's the the manager, and he's wearing reindeer antlers because <laughs> Krampus has the big antlers and stuff. Yep. Yeah, it, it was it, it was funny, you know, it was funny. Uh, it was a good twist, but at the same time, I wanted the real Santa versus Krampus, <laughs> right? I was like, wait a minute, but I want that movie. <laughs> so everybody, our next AI story is going to be Krampus versus Santa Claus, Santa Claus versus Krampus. We'll have the AI do the whole thing, do the whole title and everything. The night the elves died. 
or wait a minute, Krampus dies tonight. <laughs> Blood on the sleigh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, we could have so much fun with that special Christmas Eve episode of Two Geeks and a Microphone. You write the story with us. <laughs> But I, I was shocked at that twist. I really was. Um, yeah. And I did think that the um, they could do a follow up because the whatchamacallit, the girl, the pregnant, you know, the girl that got pregnant and stuff. Yeah, and she the, lived. She, she lived. lived. So she lived. I mean, well, she lived. The mother and the son are alive, you know, so they're fine. Uh, Dangerous Dan's alive. Dangerous Dan's alive, yeah. He's fine, so, you know. It does give you perspective on why he drinks on Christmas <laughs> and why he works on Christmas. Uh, look, I've had some Christmases that were driving me to drink, so I can understand. Right. <laughs> I get it. Well, I'm at the in-laws. Right. <laughs> I get it. I completely get it. This is called my deal with you, Juice. Just saying. I deal with you. <laughs> <laughs> so i enjoyed it overall i thought it was a great recommendation uh compared because it was much more much more better much more better than werewolf santa <laughs> that's not setting the bar you, I told, you, you trip over that bar <laughs> i told my wife kelly i said werewolf santa worst yeah movie ever (laughs) brenda brenda was like is it really that bad i go i'd rather watch paint dry (laughs) (laughs) okay i'll tell you how bad it is i'd rather watch your stupid reality shows with all the hot people running around the island which i hate i hate those stupid shows i'd rather watch those than watch werewolf santa again it's it's yeah yeah and if I had to watch between Werewolf Santa and Christmas Horror Story, I would I would watch Christmas Horror Story again. Oh, definitely. Christmas Horror Story is a much better movie. Much, much more, more better. better. Cheers, everybody. Definitely. Yeah. So. All right. Uh, so six and a half for me. Um, Krampus statues. Broken Krampus statues. Uh, so it's, yeah. it, it's it's uh six and then half of a Krampus statue. <laughs> I gave it a seven. It was worth seeing. Yes, agreed. It was worth seeing. Um, the twists at the end were just like, you know, this is actually halfway decent storytelling. It yeah, really not was. Bad. Not bad. And I, uh, I was just a little confused with the whole kids in the school that that one kind of confused me threw me off a little bit it was a li- it was different uh, yeah. it really was kind of um, a thing. but i i enjoyed the the uh family going to get the christmas tree i, I enjoyed that story with with the changeling and i absolutely love the krampus versus santa claus story and the the zombie elves in fact i just want a full movie of that <laughs> yeah I, I want that movie to be made now so I can just watch that and just see Santa just, you know, killing all the elves and, you know, that, that, and then this big, huge, no hold barred battle between Santa Claus and Krampus. Yeah. 
I want it. <laughs> I want that. Yeah. So I was slightly disappointed. I mean, I get the ending. It made total sense. It was a good ending. It works. But at the same time, I went, ah, but I want to see who actually would win. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so in that sense, I was just slightly disappointed. But other than that, yeah, it's a good movie. I, I would, if you like horror movies and you like a Christmas twisted horror movie, definitely check this out. Um, but again, doesn't make the rotation. I, I it's not one I'm going to have to watch every single year. Um, I mean, I got to watch Violent Night in a couple weeks here, <laughs> in the next couple weeks for sure. So, yeah, that that one, Violent Night, that makes the Christmas rotation. It does. It does. I have not watched it yet, nor have I watched. Uh, my favorite Christmas movie is. Um, you know, happens at Nakatomi Towers. Die Hard. Nice. So, and I watched that for the first time ever last year when we were. Yeah. I had never actually watched Die Hard. I kind of, I didn't see it, and you know, when I was a kid, and everyone made such a big deal out of it, I kind of prided myself. Well, I've never seen it, you know. So you broke me down. I watched it. I liked it. It's a good movie. I figured I would like it anyway. It's Bruce Willis and I like Bruce Willis. So yeah, I like almost every Bruce Willis movie I've ever seen. So I didn't doubt I would enjoy it, but yeah, it was just one of those ones. Everyone's like, well, you got to watch it. So I just didn't watch it. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm kind of weird that way. There, there was, I saw, I saw an advent calendar where it's, <laughs> Oh, it's 25 day, 25 stories in Nakatomi's hours and he just keeps falling. And then that's your advent calendar when Christmas comes is when he hits the bottom. <laughs> I actually have not watched the only I've only watched one Christmas movie so far, other than all the Christmas horror movies, movies. You, and, you and I are watching. Um, but every year, either evening of Thanksgiving or, or Black Friday, Megan and I have a holiday tradition we have to watch christmas vacation that is the kickoff to christmas so we watched it and i love christmas vacation it is my all-time favorite christmas movie um so yeah i've watched that one but i haven't watched my other staples yet which would be scrooged uh muppets christmas carol um now violent night <laughs> yeah so yeah i haven't watched any of those yet but as we get closer to Christmas, I'll, I'll be watching those. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to watching Violet night. We'd usually do Christmas story. You'll see a tryout kid. Um, I've see, not I'm the not the biggest one. fan of that movie. Actually, <laughs> there's certain parts of it. I enjoy and I laugh about. And so oh, yeah. I have watch it now. I've seen it so many times. I don't really watch, watch it anymore. Um, see, I think Scrooge is a better movie. And I mm. think Christmas vacation is definitely a better movie. I know. Yeah. Um, what else do I watch? Oh, Jingle All the Way. Oh, yeah. I haven't watched that in a long time. Yeah. You know, another one that's that's uh, good is, uh, what is it? Christmas with the Kringles. Um, uh, with the Cranks? Yeah, or Cranks. That's it. Christmas with the Cranks. Tim Allen, right? Tim Allen. Tim Allen. And uh, uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Alien. Alien. It's the right? Gurney Weaver. Yeah, Sigourney Weaver. No, is it? Is it Sigourney? Yes, yeah, I don't. Sigourney Weaver. I don't know. I don't think I. Oh seen no, no, Christmas no, 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 no. Uh, it's not Sigourney Weaver. Um, oh my gosh, hang on. 
Ooh. While you're looking that up, Theron said Gremlins. That's a good Christmas movie. What was? Gremlins. Oh, Gremlins. Never really thought of that. Oh, and I got to watch. Turbo Man is knockoff Iron Man. Yes, that is correct. It's turbo time. And I also got to watch Batman Returns because that is a Christmas movie. That is. Oh, oh Jamie Lee Curtis. Why couldn't I think of Jamie yep. Lee Curtis of, of Halloween? Yep, there it goes. Oh, my God. <laughs> Thanks, Levi. Jamie Lee Curtis. Well done. Thank you. Yeah, that's actually not a half bad movie. Uh, that's that's pretty decent. So if you're looking for a, a fairly good one. And yeah, Santa Claus, of course. Santa Claus with Tim Allen. Great one. The first one. Have yes. you seen what have you seen the the new series, the TV the Disney Plus series? I watched the one last year. I haven't watched any of season two yet. I have not watched season two yet either. Season I one I enjoyed. Season one was good. Um I got a little annoyed with the one elf. He kind of got on my nerves after a while. But other than him, I thought I thought it was a decent show. It was mm-hmm. fun. Um very much in the vein of the Santa Claus movies. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and how can you not like Tim Allen? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I love Tim Allen. I mean, I've been a fan of Tim Allen since he, his stand up days before mm-hmm. he actually got, uh, the show home improvement. And I, I'll never forget when, when he got signed for home improvement, I was freaking out. I'm like, Oh my gosh, because all of his, his, uh, stand up stuff just be, got incorporated into that show. And it was just like, oh my gosh, he's gonna do it. He's gonna do it. I loved it. So <laughs> yeah, like the whole barbecue pit exploding and uh just so many good things in, in his his skits. Go back and watch Tim Allen's uh old stand-up if you want some good stuff. If you like comedy and you like stand-up comedy, definitely watch Tim Allen's old stand-up cuff stuff. It's great. Just yeah. fantastic. All right. Cool beans. That is everybody. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of two geeks and microphone, where we discussed a Christmas horror story. Um, it was good stuff. And, uh, and, uh, so we enjoyed it. We, uh, if you watch it, please let us know in the comments, let us know your thoughts. If you, uh, if you have seen it and enjoyed it, or what were your favorite parts? And, uh, See, now my brain's on Krampus versus Santa. Krampus dies tonight. You know, <laughs> I want that movie, man. I want that movie. Hey, you know what? With AI, the way it's going nowadays, we could probably make it. <laughs> you can make it better than Werewolf Santa. Absolutely. <laughs> I think you and us, you and I, and uh, Three Geeky Dads, we should all get together and make our own uh, Werewolf <laughs> Santa Claus. Uh, right i love it well hey everybody please um if you ever want to reach out to us and talk to us the best place to do it is show at two geeks mike.com if you want to check out our website which is www.to the number two geeks mike.com that's all things to geekdom and um check us out there you can get to our merch page um or you can do this website which is two geeks merch bike merch.com and we'll that's you, also the number two the number two 
um, you can go that and it'll go directly to our merch page. But also on that page, all things two geeks, kind of what's coming up on the, on the shows. Um, we I try to do my best to update at the beginning of each month, so you know what's happening that month. Um, that we're kind of excited. We may have some changes coming up this month, and so we'll let you know as things go. But pretty exciting stuff that we got coming up. If you want to help support us, please check out our website at kofi.com, ko-fi.com slash two geeks, um, which uh, that's where you can help support us. We got three different little tiers, and it, it's just a way to help support us so that we can um, just pay for doing the podcast, playing through the video podcast. That's all that money goes to. So um, we do make jokes about going to Mike's Lamborghini, but unfortunately it got repoed because we didn't get enough on our Kofi page. So please support us. <laughs> oh gosh. So and, anyway, go ahead. And if you've made it this far, please go and like, and subscribe to us on both Facebook and here on YouTube or Twitch. If you're watching us on Twitch, so on and so forth. Or for that matter, if you're watching us on X, subscribe to us there. Uh, make sure and give the bell a little tickle. That will give you notifications of every time we go live. We go live every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. That's Central Standard Time. You do the math on the rest because I don't like math. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That does it, everybody. Hey, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, Mike, do you have anything else to say? I do not. So I guess we are done with this episode. So with that said, over and out, and Merry Christmas, everyone. Krampus! Thank you for joining us today on the Two Geeks and a Microphone podcast. Tune in next week when we will have more news and reviews. Until then... 